Welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm Tony Guerra, pharmacist, publisher, and professional editor, bringing you interviews and advice on succeeding in your residency journey. You can sign up for the email list at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com to get your free LOI template or get editing help working one-on-one with me at residency.teachable.com. Let's get started with the show. Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, not just the letter of intent, but also the interviews that will be coming and how you can kind of double purpose things. So uh, one of the things you've got certainly is a lack of time. And what I wanted to do is kind of give you a hack to make it a little bit easier uh, to make things go a little bit quicker. So first things first, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, if you go on Google and just Google Tony PharmD, T-O-N-Y-P-H-A-R-M-D, uh, that'll come up. Or if you want a direct link, it's just linkedin.com forward slash I-N forward slash T-O-N-Y-P-H-A-R-M-D. Uh, you're welcome to message me. Uh, just ask me anything, uh, you know, especially looking at documents, things like that. I'm happy to help. Uh, most recently on my uh, pharmacy residency podcast newsletter on LinkedIn, I put out my 2022-2023 residency letter of intent template. Uh, you're welcome to use that. Uh, it's really an intake form, uh, how I get to know those that I'm working with one-on-one uh, at residency.teachable.com and, and working with them on their letters of intent. Uh, but you're welcome to, to look at the template and how I believe you should do it. Uh, again, I'm an English major in undergrad, so I know what I'm talking about, not just with pharmacy and the over a thousand letters that I've helped people with, but also understanding conventions that Grammarly will not help you with. So Grammarly will help your grammar and syntax, but it won't do things like make sure that your uh, first paragraph is a thesis and that uh, the next paragraphs are evidence for that thesis and that you have good paragraphing between the paragraphs and that uh, you have a good conclusion and a call to action. Uh, But that template will get you pretty far. Uh, One of the things though on the template though is really evidence for the strengths and weaknesses that you have and any weakness you always want to put uh, what you did and then what you've done to improve that so on the interview skills packet uh, for residency that ashp puts out they put out a ton of questions things like tell me about yourself what's your biggest strength what's your greatest weakness and prepare at least three of each of them well what you really want to do is and they allude to this a little bit is how will your strengths help you in residency how will, can you work to improve your weaknesses during residency it, it can be a trap so i wanted to first direct you to uh, the interview course that i have um, i wrote a book and uh, prepared these questions with brandon dyson of tldr pharmacy and you may have uh, run across them but I have the Rockstar Residency Interview Prep course, and that has a money-back guarantee if you don't get an interview. So if you're like, oh, I don't, what do I need an interview course? I haven't gotten any interviews. If you don't get an interview, we'll give you your money back. That's no problem. Uh, but Rockstar Residency Interview Prep, uh, that might be a place that you want to start actually before you write your letter, if you haven't written it, because if you start kind of thinking and I'm not sure why this is, but for many students, it's a lot easier to create a PowerPoint of what they're going to say uh, and a PowerPoint of what they want to write in their letter before they actually write the letter. Uh, So when I write books, a lot of times I will narrate it first, transcribe it, and then write it. 
uh, many students do better that way. So if you're really stuck with uh, the letter of intent, uh, use the template that I've given you on LinkedIn. Uh, but if you're really stuck with saying those things, uh, instead of taking the time to try to write it out, just go ahead and open up your voice recorder on, well, I, I have an Apple everything. Uh, so you just put on your voice recorder on Apple. Uh, it's called Voice Memos. Uh, you already have it on your phone. And just record yourself. And go to temi.com, and that will provide the transcription for a couple dollars uh, for the whole thing. And from there, you have what's called your vomit draft. You just kind of vomit it up. Uh, and that, that will really help you get that letter going. But you also want to do that with your interview answers. Uh, and in the interview course, uh, we have 100 questions for you. So uh, this is free. Just You can just go to residency.teachable.com forward slash P forward slash interview. And you can look at the 100 questions that we answer. And so you got to go all the way down to the bottom. Uh, but it starts with uh, all these questions. And um, it you know for those that are in the course, you can listen to the question, the answer, and then the rationale why, why we gave that answer. Um, but if you just want a list of questions and kind of the things that you want to ask yourself, you know, go to residency.teachable.com forward slash p forward slash interview. And you can see some of those questions that you're going to get asked. And then, of course, Brandon Dyson and I work together uh, over a couple of weeks to, to answer those questions. And then we have professional narrators uh, that take care of those. But let's go to the strengths and weaknesses one, because I think that that's really where I want to, to put today's episode. When you look at the forecast recommendation form, what you really want to do is marry those things that your preceptors are saying about you and put them in there. So for example, if uh, one of my Appy students had a great uh, ability to organize and manage their time, okay, they were really effective. It would be student interactions at my academic APPE, uh, and then they were really dependable. If they knew that I was going to put those types of things on their recommendation form. And now they're thinking about preparing for their interview. Well, they would want to put that in their letter of intent as their strengths. Now, what you really don't do in the letter is say, these are my strengths, these are my weaknesses. But what you do is you provide the evidence for those things. So instead of saying, I am able to organize and manage time, you talk about those events that you have organized and those people that you have managed. For those effective student interactions, you talk about how you were a peer mentor and how you've worked as maybe a Rokai mentor. For dependability, you talk about how you were there for rounds and you were rounding with people and all those things. So the one thing that when you're talking about residency and who gets accepted for residency is that there's a misunderstanding that you need to be the very top candidate, that you need to have the best resume. And if you've ever heard the expression good on paper, what residency interviews are doing is they're trying to get rid of good on paper and good in real life to get to get good in real life. And the way that that happens is that your letter matches your recommendations, which matches your interview. And the best way to figure out what that is, just talk to your preceptors and figure out, okay, what is it that they really see in me as their best skill? So uh, with a nation of introverts, uh, many pharmacy students are introverts and there's nothing wrong with that. An introvert simply gets their energy uh, from being 
many ways away from people where an extrovert gets their energy from being with people. So if you wonder why siblings argue or fight, I've got a daughter who is very much an introvert. She gets her energy from that quiet time. And then I've got the extrovert daughter who is trying to talk to her and be with her. And so there's a big disconnect there. And that's something that when you're looking at who you are and how you match up into the group, uh, for example, I have another student who was really, really great in terms of uh, really talking to the students. They really leaned into her. They wanted to uh, really uh, just, uh, they felt very comfortable around her. And many times as a professor, the students do feel much more comfortable around the Appy students than they will around you. So when I would talk about what she had, you know, certainly the oral communication skills uh, and, you know, being able to, you know, have those interactions with the student and then also work with peers and communicate effectively, uh, those things as well. So when you're talking about strengths and weaknesses, and we can start with the letter of intent, what you want to do, and I've talked about this before, but what you want to do is fill out your own forecast recommendation form. What are your writing skills and where do you see yourself? What are your oral communication skills and leadership and mentoring skills and assertiveness and ability to organize and manage time? And then ask your preceptor, uh, which of these, if you were to write a recommendation, would you really feel that I was strongest in? And then what you could do is kind of put together what that would look like in terms of comments and things like that. And so when you get down to here, when you actually have to provide the two strengths of the candidate and two areas of improvement of the candidate, uh, it's a lot easier for them to do it because you've already had that conversation and maybe you've already had that actually written into your record at the midterm evaluation. So two of the big strengths uh, that residencies like to see and the reason that this isn't alphabetical is uh, they know that you're going to be doing a research project so that writing skills is going to be really important and when you talk about interactions with them you can unfortunately sink your chances of getting a residency by writing emails that uh, don't have good grammar don't have good syntax uh, because they know that you've probably gotten help with the letter of intent and the cv uh, but if your emails don't match up that's not really a great thing. Uh, and then oral communication skills. Are you able to talk with the patients and those types of things? And then are you able to take on chief resident role or are you able to be autonomous? So those first three things are really probably the three they're looking more for than anything else. So kind of bringing this all back together, uh, what we did with the, the Rockstar uh, interview course is by putting those questions in there, by being able to kind of just go into the course, listen to them on your phone or listen to them or just watch them and kind of read how it happens, uh, you can kind of get an idea of how someone would answer the question. And we use professional narrators because really wanted those questions to come out very polished and those answers to come out very polished. Uh, so a lot of really really good questions here i encourage you to go to residency.teachable.com forward slash p forward slash interview again if you start the course you never get an interview give your money back that's no problem i'll just venmo it to you or uh, whatever no questions asked that's that's no problem uh, because again we just want you to succeed but you really 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 
have to kind of get ahead of things uh, when we're talking about uh, succeeding in the interview, succeeding uh, on the letter, and getting ahead of things means that you are answering questions that they're going to ask you for yourself before you ever get to the interview because then you have a really, really good idea of where you're going to fit in and how to apply to the right place. Again, you only get 12 shots. Uh, I was talking to Todd Yuri on the Pharmacy Podcast Network yesterday and, and doing an interview with him. And you only get 12 applications for 4,000 spots. And the biggest mistake you can make is applying to the wrong place. And the way that you apply to the right place is to know yourself and to know where you're really going to fit in. And that really comes from those things that you're expecting. So if you're an academic medical center and you look at the recommendation form, certain number of these are going to really expect you to be able to do. So ability to organize and manage your time at an academic medical center where you're going to have hours and hours and hours of work. But if you're talking about a community residency that might be 40, 45 hours a week, then really, especially in the ambulatory care part of it, uh, those effective patient interactions are going to be huge because you know, you might be working in the ICU where the patient's intubated at an acute medical center and it's not really talking to the patient. You can't talk to the patient. Uh, it's going to be organizing your time and working with the peers and communicating effectively with them. Whereas in an ambulatory situation, you're one-on-one -on -one with them. Maybe you're on their phone with them. Maybe you're on Zoom or something like that. And you have to have effective patient interactions. So again, you know, I encourage you to go look at that list of questions uh, at residency.teachable.com forward slash P forward slash interview. Uh, you can check out those questions at the bottom and just see, can you answer them? Or do you want to take the time to answer them? Because we've already got the answers for 100 questions uh, on there for you. So uh, you have questions for me. You know, obviously, LinkedIn is, is just a really quick way. It's almost like a chat, a very quick way for you to ask me a question or two. Uh, I'm happy to take your connection if you're a pharmacy student or, or resident uh, and do that. Um, ask me anything. Uh, but also, you know, if you want to email me, TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com. Don't feel like we have to have a, a business relationship. I'm, I'm happy to try to answer some uh, questions. And while I won't, unless we're working one-on-one, -on -one, to be fair to the people that work with me, uh, I won't revise your letter of intent. If you send me a letter of intent, I can tell you what, you know, what I would think about it and what things that you would need to work on if that's something you want me to do. All right, well, uh, got to get to dropping the kids off at school. So uh, TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You might also like to check out our available residency audiobooks at PharmacyResidencyPodcast.com forward slash books, where you can get your first book free if you've never been on Audible before, or work one-on-one -on -one with me as a professional editor at Residency.Teachable.com. Feel free to send an invite to connect with me, Tony PharmD, on LinkedIn, or email me at TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com with questions. Music was by Policy.